Now, some of you may have noticed that this morning uh, that there there is a little bit of a, a just a hint of a Western flavor to the to the to the surroundings. Uh, there was a, uh, a little sign out in the front there that uh, uh, Scott made as part of our greeting for this morning. You may have noticed that the praise team had on uh, uh, their Western hats and Western boots and and uh, bandanas around their neck, and uh, they they thought I was crazy. And now they know that I'm crazy. Uh, uh, you know, my wife, I couldn't talk her into dressing up like a cowgirl. I wanted her to dress up and, and, you know, but she, she's just not into the, to the, the cowgirl stuff, you know. I was gonna be Matt Dillon and she was gonna be Miss Kitty, but she couldn't come up with the mole. Uh, you know, no, no, and really that was gonna be Scott and Pam and that, that didn't work out either. But, 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 uh, we're here, this is an antique by the way. This is vintage 1976. I've had this thing since I was in high school, and apparently my head wasn't as uh, wasn't as big back then as it is now, so it doesn't doesn't sit very well. So I'm going to take it off for just the time being. We want to welcome you to Voice of Praise. Today's a, a very special day. It's a special day in many ways. Yeah, I declare it special right now because the Holy Spirit's already been working here among us. It's good to see uh, Mashanda and Joey and Mr. Fred, all of their family back. And we've been praying for them. They've been through a lot over the last few months. And then uh, with the passing of, of her dad, we love you guys and you all certainly have been in our prayers. And uh, several others of you that have not been feeling well. It's good to see you back in church. Isn't it good to be back in the house this morning? You know, last week we had church picnic and it was okay. We had some good chicken and it was damp, but it was, it was, it was still good. But it's good to be back in the house. So welcome to home to Voice of Praise today. If you, uh, if you would, I need you to advance for me there, Nikki. I'm, I'm, my clicker's not clicking here. Or Warren. It's Warren. Okay. Warren's up there. Okay. If you would, I'd like to share with you just a little bit this morning about, you know, just, Something I I really like. I, I like shoot 'em ups. I like shoot 'em ups. Y'all know what shoot 'em ups are. I, I like I like shoot 'em ups. You know. Now I, I for those of you that are Star Wars fans and things like that. I, you know I'm not I'm not knocking you. Uh, you know that it's okay. I but if if I'm going to watch, Sarah will tell you at our house we 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 cut the wire. We don't have cable. We don't have dish anymore. We just have. Amazon Fire Stick in our TV, and and we watch a lot of old older stuff on TV when we watch TV, and which is not a lot. But if if I'm sitting there with that little remote and I'm looking for something to watch, I'm going to be either looking for a comedy or I'm going to be looking for me a cowboy movie. I like shoot 'em ups. I still like The Rifleman. Hey, is there anybody remember Lucas McKay? Hey, three or four of you. Yeah, I still like The Rifleman. I, I, you know, I still like gun smoke. I still, I, I like all those, I, but I even like some of the modern day movies. Now, now, well, you know, up there, the one that you see, the, some of you older ones that don't know who that is, that's Gene Autry. He, he's one of the original cowboys. Some of y'all went and watched Gene Autry in black and white. And, and then there's the Duke, John. You know, howdy, howdy pilgrim, you know, he, you know, Joey's got some John Wayne stuff going. I can just look at Joey and see John Wayne all over Joey back there, you know, right now. You know, John, you know, there was John Wayne. 
But then to be a little bit more modernistic for some of us, Robert Duvall. Now, Robert Duvall is the man. When I get old, I want to be like Robert Duvall, okay? You know, now I'm already old. But uh, Robert Duvall, man, he was, he was, he was then Sam Elliott. We was talking about him this morning. Old Sam Elliott. We got a missionary that looks like Sam Elliott, if you didn't know. Harold Presley. You know. Sam, Sam Elliott, he was a bad cowboy. But then my, here's my favorite. My favorite, my favorite shoot 'em up. Anybody got a guess? Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. Clint is the man when it comes to westerns. I can, I can watch some Clint Eastwood westerns. Clint Eastwood, he was bad to the bone. You can't, so you can't have westerns without cowboys, but you can't have westerns without horses. Wild money. You had wagon trains. And you had steam locomotives. And of course you had to have a train robbery. And then, then you, you had to have the desert. And, and, and all cowboys get lost in the desert at least three times in their life. And, and they only have, they only have twelve bullets in their six shooters. The cactus in the sunset of the desert. And then, you can't help but think about the tumbleweed as it blows through the ghost town. The tumbleweed. In 1934, there was a golf caddy, of all people. His name was Bob Nolan. And he was playing golf in Los Angeles, California. And he wrote a song that became the plot of a 1935 Western movie, cowboy movie, that starred Gene Autry, that first cowboy that I showed. The song movie, the song and the movie were both entitled Tumbling Tumbleweeds. The star of that cowboy in the depiction had drifted away from home for five years. For five years, he was gone. When he returned home, he found out that his father had been murdered. And practically everything he had was lost in a brief summary. The words to that song, and I know you probably can't read them from here, but the words to this song, and it's probably, uh, from what I understand, it's the most recorded cowboy song. That song says, see them tumbling down. Pledging their love to the ground, lonely but free I'll be found, drifting along with the tumbling tumbleweeds. You see, the the tumbleweed, if you would, in the western depiction depicts a lifestyle that is carefree. That sounds pretty intriguing, doesn't it? Carefree lifestyle. I don't have a thing in the world to worry about. I don't have any problems. I don't have any difficulties. All my bills are paid. I got a new truck. I have a new car. I have a new Harley Davidson. I have a, I, whatever, whatever it is you like. You, you've got everything is at, at, at your fingertips. Your family life is perfect. You have the perfect wife. You have the perfect husband. You have the perfect kids. Everything is carefree. Listen, don't be disillusioned with all that. Because you see, everyone needs to be connected with someone. 
And to have a carefree lifestyle and what the tumbleweed de- depicts is that I, I don't have any obligations to anybody. I'm just out, the tumbleweed is just out rolling around. But there's no way to get through life without having some responsibility to someone else. There, we can't get through life without the necessity of camaraderie. For uh, the camaraderie of other people. And that's part of the necessity of the church. You need the church as much as the church needs you. You need camaraderie with people. But more than we need camaraderie with one another, we need camaraderie with Jesus Christ. I was amazed at these tumbleweeds because uh, I I was just doing a little research and I found how the one in that picture is probably as huge as a small, as a compact car. Has the Chevette that you drove to high school for you older ones. Tumbleweeds can grow and they get so big and they get so overwhelming that, 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 that they, that out west I was looking at some articles where they actually covered whole towns and they covered houses and they had to go dig the tumble, houses out of the tumbleweeds, so to speak. They just grow and grow and grow. I want you to turn your Bibles to Jeremiah chapter 17. As we get to Jeremiah chapter 17, I want to, I want to parallel read to you this morning. I want to read to you out of the New International Wording, but I, then I want to read to you the paraphrased version that's found in Eugene Peterson's message. In Jeremiah chapter 17 verses, uh, five through eight, reading the New International Wording. This is the word of the Lord through the prophet Jeremiah. This is what the Lord says. Cursed is the one who trusts in man, who draws strength from mere flesh, and whose hearts turn away from the Lord. That person will be like a bush in the wastelands. They will not see prosperity when it comes. They will dwell in the parched places of the desert in a salt land where no one lives. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in Him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when the heat comes. Its leaves are always green and it has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. I want to parallel read that out of the message for you real quickly. The message reads like this. God's message. Cursed is the strong one who depends on mere humans. Who thinks he can make it on muscle alone and sets God aside as dead weight? He's like a tumbleweed on the prairie. Out of touch with the good earth, he lives rootless and aimless in a land where nothing grows. But blessed is the man who trusts me. God The woman who sticks with God, they're like trees. The man, the woman that sticks with God, they're like trees replanted in Eden, putting down roots near the rivers. Never a worry, though, the hottest of summers, never dropping a leaf, serene and calm, through droughts, bearing fresh fruit in every season. I want to preach to you this morning with the thought in mind, the travesty of the tumbleweed. The travesty of the tumbleweed. And as we begin to think about this, the first thing that I want to point out to you is tumbleweeds are dead. 
They haven't always been dead. But when they come to the place where we know them as tumbleweeds, they are dead. Before the tumbleweed dry, uh, dies, the tumbleweed is probably more well known as the Russian thistle. A live plant. That's green at some point and starts with a little sprout. And it grows and it grows and it grows. But, but the tumbleweed in itself, as we know it, is dead. Dead means without life. Death means never changing. The tumbleweed is, is, is dead. It's lifeless. It really has no purpose. It really has no reason. The tumbleweed is a disapore, which is a dry, porous plant that produces seeds. And as this plant grows and it begins with life and as it grows and it progressively gets larger and larger and larger, then it begins to dry out. As the tumbleweed dries out, the worst thing in the world happens. The winds blow and the tumbleweed is broken away from its root. That's really the Russian thistle dries out. And when the Russian thistle is broken away from its root, then it becomes the tumbleweed. It still has a shape. It still has a form. But the tumbleweed is lifeless. There's no life there. And when the winds of life come, the tumbleweed that's now broken away from the root is this subject to blow wherever the winds take it. Sounds pretty intriguing for a, the plot of a cowboy movie, right? You know, I'm drifting along with the sound of the tumbling tumbleweed. But it's dead. When I read 2 Timothy chapter, uh, ch- chapter 3, I find this. That Paul says this, mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without control, brutal, not lovers of good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. But all of these people will have a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. You see, what, what Paul is describing to Timothy is a tumbleweed of sorts. Because we live in, we, we, we live in such an age, and, and it's, it's not brand new, but it seems more prominent, more prevalent today than it's ever seen before. We, we, we live in an age when it seems like so many people are going through religious routines, and, and, and they're no longer lodged in, or no longer attached with the root. We know how to do church. We can do church with our eyes closed as, the old saying goes. Yeah, we can sing songs with our eyes closed. Uh, this, this may upset some, some of you to say this. There's some of us can even talk in tongues and the Spirit doesn't even have to give us utterance. Because we've, we're very, we're very well rehearsed in what we do. 
You see, but, but, but the danger is the tumbleweed has no direction. The tumbleweed has no control of its life anymore. It is actually, it still exists and it's out there and, and rolling around, but it's dead. It's lifeless. It's no longer attached to anything. The tumbleweed has no sense of direction. They don't know where they're going. They don't know where they're going to end up at. Uh, a blogger, Rachel Winman, uh, a Christian blogger, wrote this and said, In the vastness, however, these are balls of constant motion. Speaking of tumbleweeds. She says, In vastness, however, these are balls of constant motion. Looking like weaving cartoon carriers. Characters, Tumbleweeds will roll left and then right. They will twirl backward. They will pause. They will bounce forward. And they will zig and zag, but all with no rhyme or no reason. That sounds sometimes like people, doesn't it? We bounce around. We go for it. We're looking for happiness behind every door. We, we're looking for contentment uh, under every rock that we walk by. We're, we're looking, we're looking for something that is going to bring us satisfaction, uh, uh, on every turn. That's why we're never content. We're not content in relationships. We're not content in churches. We're not content with the, 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 the local store that we, 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 we've been frequenting so long. We're no longer content with the same hairdresser that we've been going to for years. We're no longer content with this or that or the other. We're, 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 we're looking for, there was an old country song, we're looking for love in all the wrong places. We're looking and we're searching, but we're never finding the tumbleweed just tumbles and bounces here and there and to and fro and, and, and the tumbleweed, the tumbleweed has no purpose and it has no direction. The tumbleweed really has no idea where it's going. And the sad thing in our life, and I'm not being critical of you any more than I'm being critical of myself. If we don't stay rooted and grounded in the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, if we don't stay rooted and grounded in a relationship with Him, we are no different than the tumbleweed because we have become dead and we have lost direction. Wow. In Romans chapter 2, Paul wrote this to the church at Rome. He said, because of your stubbornness and your unrepentant heart, you are storing up wrath against yourself for the day of God's wrath when His righteous judgment will be revealed. God will repay each person according to what they have done. To those who, by persistence in doing good, seek glory, honor, and mortality, He will give eternal life. But for those who are self-seeking and who reject the truth and follow evil... There will be wrath and anger. You see, we can't be followers of Jesus and always walk our own path. We can't be true followers of Jesus and, you know, and, and be Elvis Presley. Remember, the, again, the older ones in the room. Remember Elvis' song, I did it my way. God does not call us to do it our way. He is calling us to do it His way. His way according to His will. And His will will always coincide, match up if you would, with His Word. God is calling us 
to live a life of, of commitment unto Him and to do it His way. It's not a thing of we make it up where as we go or I'll just be like the tumbleweed. I'll just wherever I end up that, that's where I'll be. No, 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 no. God is calling us to be rooted and grounded in Him and to have His direction and follow His direction over our lives so that we may know where we're going in Him. And I believe that we can. Sometimes we may have to pray. Sometimes we may have to fast. Sometimes we may have to indulge ourselves in the Word of God. But I believe if we focus on Him and His Word and His will for our life, God will allow us to know, we will sense and we will understand that we are following Him. Uh, and all the days of our life, we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. But if we go our own way, We may find ourselves in a tumbleweed state of mind, if you would, with no direction, no purpose, dead, being separated from the root. Now, here's the, another thing. Tumbleweeds Produce tumbleweeds. We were talking about some things in in our life, the life group that we sat in this morning. We were just talking about some things, how the world around us is changing. Do you do you know uh, do you know what do you know why your kids are like your kids are? Because there's somewhere somewhere along the way they're like you. It's in your DNA. Okay. It's because they have your seed. Do you realize that tumbleweeds, tumbleweeds are dead? They, they grow up, they're alive, they're rushing thistles, and then they die, and they're broken away from the root, and they're blown away in every direction. They have no place of belonging, they have no place to go, they have, really, they have no control over what goes on, uh, with them. I won't use their life because they're dead, they have no life. But their existence, they have no control over it. But did you know this? The tumbleweed, the average tumbleweed bears 250,000 seeds. So everywhere the tumbleweed tumbles, guess what happens to those seeds? Those seeds are being dropped off. As the tumbleweed shatters apart, it is losing seeds. And guess what happens to those seeds? Those seeds take root. And those seeds grow up. And all those, that one tumbleweed, that one tumbleweed that drops 250,000 seeds. And, and let's suppose that for, for practical reasons that all 250,000 of those seeds take root. And then you end up with 250,000 Russian thistles. And those Russian thistles grow up and the winds blow. And guess what happens? They break away from the root. And they're blown apart. They're blown away by the wind once again. And the whole process, the whole cycle starts all over. Listen to me, church. You and I, you and I, we have a responsibility for the generations behind us. 
The generations behind us are following us. Mamas and daddies, grandmas and grandpas, some and some may, there may be aunts and uncles in this room that are raising your children, raising children. There may be, uh, you know, you may not even be a lick akin to the child you're raising. But listen to me, we have a responsibility. If we can't be a tumbleweed and expect anything else to come forth but tumbleweeds. That's why mamas and daddies, grandmas and grandpas and aunts and uncles, we have a, we have a responsibility to the generations that will come along behind us that we ensure that they become rooted and grounded in the Word of God in a right relationship with the Lord. We have a responsibility. Listen, I want to tell y'all, my, my son, I only had one. He's not perfect. He's had a drug problem in his life. His problem was he got drugged to church every time the doors was open. Every time he got drugged through funeral homes, he got drugged through hospitals in the middle of the night because he was a PK. But listen to me, I don't regret any time ever dragging him to church. I may get on some territory here, but listen to me, my boy didn't have a choice whether he wanted to go to church. He's living under my house. He's eating my food. He's sticking his feet under my table. Bless God, you need to get up, boy. Get your clothes on, because this is Sunday. We're going to church. This is Wednesday. We're going to church. This is youth night. You're going to church. Well, I just don't... I like giving my children choices. Go ahead and give them choices. The tumbleweed will not have direction. Hello. Y'all still love me? Good. The tumbleweed has no direction. Now... Man, that's bad. I can't hardly read it myself. John says this. Jesus said this, excuse me. Jesus said this in the Gospel of John. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. See what Jesus just described there? In John's gospel is the principle of the tumbleweed. You know what? If that tumbleweed, if it remained full of life, if if that Russian thistle, I should say, if that Russian thistle remained full of life, it maintained its life, you know what? It would never dry up and break away from the root. But it's what begins to die. That's when the problem occurs. You see, and, and for us, we, we can, you know, we can, we can do whatever, whatever. We can go through routines and we can go through practices. But if we have dried up, 
if we have dried up, if we spiritually have dried up, we're spiritually, we are finding ourselves near dead, if not all the way dead. We cannot expect more than the winds of life to come and to break us away from the root. And when we're broken away from the root, we have no sense of direction anymore. That's the travesty of the tumbleweed. And I don't want it to be the travesty of, of your life. And maybe tragedy is a better word than travesty. But here's, here's the problem. The cowboy, Gene Autry, I, I, the one I talked about there at first. Gene Autry, in the movie, The Tumbling Tumbleweed, he lost everything that he had. Here's the tragedy of losing everything that he had. He couldn't regain it. He couldn't, he couldn't get his dad back. He, 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 he went, you know, I, I, we don't have time to go into all that movie, but he could not, he could not get back what he had lost. Thank God, God's a God of second chances. Thank God that He's a He's a God of restoration. And, and there may be some of you in this room this morning that have lost much. And I'm not talking about physically. I'm talking about spiritually. There's some of you in this room that have lost much. There's some of you in this room that, that are, that, that are, are not as close to God as we say that as I once was. There's some of you in this room that maybe don't have as much of God as you once did. Listen, the, the, the tragedy is, is that, that with, with Gene Altry, he couldn't regain. But let me tell you what, with God, you can, you're, if you're a tumbling weed this morning, you can come back to God and you can find the root is still there. And I find in the Bible, because we are, as far as I know, everybody in this room is probably Gentile, we have been grafted into the vine. We, we have the opportunity to be rooted and grounded in with God and that can be done through reconciliation. It can be, can be done through, through repentance. It can be accomplished through us just simply coming back to God. He couldn't, Gene Autry couldn't, he couldn't find everything that he had lost. His dad was gone seemingly forever. <clears throat> but gets back home. And listen to me real closely. When Gene Autry gets back home to his father's house, when he finally makes it to the father's house, that's where Gene Autry finds his redemption. Man, if that's not a good metaphor, I've missed a something. Maybe I'm the only one that gets this. When Gene Autry, his dad is gone, he can't regret, he can't bring his dad back. But when he gets to his father's house, at his father's house is where he finds his redemption. You see it? Your father's house is where you find redemption. That's where the prodigal found redemption. He could have wrote letters from the hall pen. Maybe that would have been all well and good. He could have, you know, I, I, I'm sure, you know, I, that they didn't have cell phones back in that day. And, and, you know, and he could he could have texted his dad and said, "Dad, I'm sorry, I'd like to come home." Uh, uh, and and they could have correspond some by texting or whatever. But but you know, here's the thing about it: he could even he could put up 
Facebook messages. Don't you just love when people put up these messages on Facebook and TikTok and they want to get a message across because they don't have uh, en- enough uh, uh, about them to, if you would, to, to go to somebody. He could have put up a Facebook message and said, oh, if my dad would receive me home, I would go on back and hoping that his dad would respond on Facebook. No, he didn't do that. You know what he did? He got up. He shook himself off. He 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 slung the he he slung the 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 corn silk and the corn husk off of his ankles, and he starts walking back to his father's house because in his father's house is where he found redemption. Gene Autry found him there too in the movie. That's the place that you and I will find redemption and restoration in our Father's house. That's the place to be rooted and grounded. Well, let me share with this. Let me share this one thought with you. One final thought. The lack of roots is the travesty of the tumbleweed. There's not a person in this room there's not a person that listen, is listening this morning. There's not a person that maybe will listen in days to come. There's not one single person that does not need to be rooted and proud, grounded in the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a, it's a necessity of every one of us. But here's the problem. If we don't, if we don't become grounded, that old big tumbleweed in that picture, it's just rolling along. It's just drifting along with the sound of the tumbling tumbleweed. It has no place to go. It might roll into a house. It may roll into some culvert somewhere. Uh, it, it may roll down in some deep canyon and get hung. But but here's what will happen to that tumbleweed. When you, again, just reading what time I had to research it. What, what happens with the tumbleweed, the more the tumbleweed rolls, it, it, it dispenses those seeds and those seeds begin to fall off. But the further that tumbleweed rolls, the, the longer it's unrooted, the drier it becomes. And as the winds blow and it rolls further and further and further without direction, those little, those little prickles, those little ends, if you would, they begin to break away. And the more the tumbleweed roll and the more the wind beats it up and down and it bounces across the desert and it hits rocks, the tumbleweed actually self-destructs. It begins to break away. It self-destructs of its own self from rolling around with no purpose, with no direction. And eventually what may be a ball as big as a, a, a compact car that broke away from the roots and, and it starts rolling and, and as that tumbleweed rolls and, and, and it becomes the, the wild, wild west and, and, and the tumbleweed puts on his hat and he's going, yeah! The more it rolls, and the further it rolls, the smaller it will become. Until there's nothing left. Until there's nothing left. I got an important news break for you. God has good things for you. In fact, He says, I would that you prosper and be in hell, even as your soul is God has good things for you. 
He has good things for me. But in order to inherit the things that God has for me, you know what? I've got to stay rooted. I got to. I, I must stay true to God. I must stay true to His Word. I must stay true with a relationship with Him. Because of I drift along with tumbleweed. Eventually, all of my seeds are going to be shed. They will start breaking away little by little by little. And before long, this this is going to surprise y'all. This five foot four, at least I was when I was in the sixth grade. This five foot four and a very, very conservative 195 pound tumbleweed. Before long, I'll find myself completed in nothing. Therefore, I must stay rooted. And I must stay grounded. I can't afford to break away. I can't afford to get dried out. I can't afford to let the winds of life to shake me and to tear me away from me. I'll ask you about you. With your eyes closed, just out of respect to those that are around you. God, in this discussion this morning in life group about praying with your eyes closed and, and, and uh, Brother Nathan was talking about how it's good to pray with your eyes closed because it blocks out distractions I said that's okay as long as you're not praying while you're driving but out of respect for those around you I don't ask you to close your eyes if you're in this room this morning and you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior you are humbling I don't mean that disrespectful to you. I don't mean it to be critical of you. And I don't, and, and it's not a hate statement. But if you're not rooted and grounded in Jesus Christ, if you don't have roots in Him, you are a tumbleweed. You're rolling and rolling and rolling. But you're soon going to come apart. If you're in this room this morning and, and, and you've walked with Jesus and you've talked with Jesus and you, you've known Him and you've experienced Him and, 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 but, but you're, you're, you, you've let cares and troubles of your life come up and begin to choke out the, 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 the relationship that between you and God has become, it's waxed cold. It's waxed indifferent. And, and I'm not saying that you're not saved, but what I am saying is, is you're vulnerable. The winds can break you away. But if either of those describe where you're at right now in your life, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed, so nobody's watching you in this moment. But I'm going to ask you right now, if that describes you in any way, in any form, any fashion, I want you to come down here right now and we're just going to pray and we're just going to ask God to root us and ground us like the tree planted by living waters. We shall not be moved. We will grow in due season. We will we will bear fruit. And when the dry spell comes, our roots are going to be so deep that we're not going to be blown away and we're not going to fall over with the, with the, some big gust of wind. But we are going to stand the test of time. Is there one person in this room that says, Pastor, that's me. I'm in a tumbleweed state. And I need to renew my life. 
I need to dedicate my life to your one person in this room right now. By that, everybody's rooted in the ground. Everybody's good to go. And I hope, I hope that's true. I really do. I'm not saying that. Stay it inside, but I hope it's really true. But I want you to do this with me. I want as many as I can and will. I would like for you to come down around this front area. We can space out some so that anybody, you know, if anybody's a little bit apprehensive about crowds, we can space out. And uh, But let's come down here and let's, let's just take the time in corporate prayer just to ask the Lord to help us to be rooted and grounded in Him. Can you join me and everybody that can? our desire to be rooted in you. Lord, may our roots run deep right now, Lord. Lord, may our roots run, Lord, way deep. May there be a tap root that that taps into you, Lord, in in a way that we've never experienced you this morning. May we be a people, Lord God, that that, that are so rooted and grounded in You, no matter how strong the winds are that come, no matter how dry it may get, Lord, we will remain rooted. Nothing will blow us off the root. No, nothing, nothing will tear us away from the root that we have, Lord God. Lord, our roots will go deep in You. Lord, we acknowledge You this morning, Lord, that You are the vine and we're just merely the branches, Lord. Lord, we cannot abide in our own self. But Lord, this morning, we make public confession that we need You. Lord, we need You to do life. Lord, we need You to be a Christian. Lord, we need You to do church. Lord, we need You in everything that we do in our lives, Lord God. We need You. Lord, we need You today. So God, I'm asking You right now, Lord, that that as we're, we've cast our roots, Lord, into You, Lord God. We're rooted in You. We're rooted in that gospel. We're rooted in our faith in You, Lord Jesus. Lord, we're calling for good fruit to come forth. Lord, in due season, in due time, Lord, may, may the good fruit come forth and bless and minister, Lord, Your kingdom. Lord, we, Lord, may Your fruit come forth and may we bless those, Lord God, that are that are hungry, those that are needing bread. May, may, may the fruit that comes forth be pleasant, Lord, to the eye. May it be pleasant to the partaker, Lord God. May we be fruitful, Lord, in You, Lord Jesus. God forbid that any of us find ourselves drifting around with no rhyme, no reason, or no purpose, Lord. Keep us, Lord, Keep us, Lord, safe. Keep us safe, Lord.
Lord, we thank you. Thank you, Lord, for your power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. And Lord, that blood has keeping power. Lord Jesus, we may forever.